I spent the last three years learning from some of the most ingenious mergers and acquisition specialists around. And now I've decided to take the leap into buying businesses. The real questions are how will I do it? How much of the behind the scenes can we really show? And how can business owners like you maximize their purchase price and build generational wealth? This show is going to give you the answers. Join me and follow along as I share mine and other stories as we buy, sell, or merge healthcare businesses and physical therapy practices. I'm Dave Kittle, and this is The Dave Kittle Show. Makes a lot of sense. All right, let's shift gears. Maybe the last question for today. We'll go into, let's riff on business valuation for either a marital divorce or a business separation. So those are, and maybe there's some other components where you would be called in for help evaluating a practice. So it could be if a business partner, if there's two or more business partners and one of them wants to exit, we could even talk about, I don't know if you get into the whole push-pull agreement or maybe that doesn't factor in with a lot of these practices. But if there's a marital divorce where the business needs to be evaluated or there's a business partnership separation, where the business needs to be evaluated by an expert like yourself. Are those the top two reasons other than a pure acquisition? Are those the top two reasons why you would maybe be called in or are we missing anything? Well, I would just add, David, tax planning becomes a big issue. Probably, you know, second transitioning. Sometimes depending on the tax year, I tell this story. I remember uh, in 2012, we really didn't know where the tax structure for the United States was going to go. And we went right up to what I call the 11th hour. We're sitting there in December at Christmas time going, what does it look like? Everybody was doing these estate gift tax planning strategies. We got to the point where we don't know. We got so busy that people were just saying, well, we're going to gift this dollar amount. We don't know how many units that is. We'll figure the valuation out in February. Fantastic work for us can become very, very important and and really voluminous in our overall case load. So that's probably it ebbs and flows, but that becomes a a real, a real question in a number of of, uh, practice owners' minds. You know, what, how does this tax planning go? And and if, if things change in Washington, DC, then how do I do that? So, but let's move into the marital divorce or business. Sometimes business divorce is what it really it really seems more like. Both of them get interesting. Both of them can be fairly vitriolic. And I would always help people who are going through this to say, let's take our position and make it the most defensible that we can. That is the approach that I try to take so that any of the... <laughs> Any of the arbitrators, any of the judges, any of the legal counsel that might be listening, you know, that's our assumption. That's our hope is that when they view us and our work, that they see defensible conclusions at a reasonable rate and overall it is something that fits together well. So I would first tell anybody going through a business divorce or a marital dissolution, that that is going to be paramount That it, for us, and it should be for you as well. The places where, and I'm giving a little bit of a trade secret away here, the places where you'll get the most push and pull on is really your projections. So people have different opinions. And one of the 
business dissolutions that we had that didn't go so well for the seller because he was asked to stick around a few months. But part of his, we didn't even get a chance to talk about the structure of some of these of some of these buyouts where perhaps you're, you know, the seller has to stick around for a period of time or earn out the rest of that payout in that structure. How does that get value? So how does the company hit these milestones? Some of them are pretty straightforward, revenue, EBITDA, profitability. Some of them are based on the value of the entity. So they can get a little ambiguous. And then when one party has a view that goes in one direction and another party has a view that goes in another direction, it's very difficult to bring those two back together. That is the same in marital dissolution as it is in business dissolution or business divorce. So, you know, again, understanding and sometimes a buy-sell agreement can get as as convoluted and as ambiguous as as that as well. So getting these things laid out early on. So let's say, let's go back to that business dissolution. If there's a good opportunity, get it in the document. Here's how you're going to get bought out. If this happens, then this. If this happens, then this. And this could be termination for reason or for cause. This one could be termination without cause. You just decide that Tahiti looks an awful lot better than Brooklyn in December. Okay, fine. Wonderful. Have fun in Tahiti. But this is termination without cause. Now here are the steps that we go through. You know, if you are going to enter into this process, that you now have an idea of what it looks like. And you are now also understanding the process that we're going to go through to that final number. Is it going to be on control? Is it going to be non-marketable? Is it going to be an on and on and on and on? Because you've been part of the process already. Sometimes you can't have those communications as early as you want in a marital dissolution situation. But sometimes, you know, that individual that has decided to separate has, and I know know here in the state of Texas, we have to have the spouse sign that they understand the agreement that their spouse has signed. So very interesting thing that goes on there so that they are actually bound. And I'm not trying to be a lawyer here, but from our standpoint and viewpoint, it looks as if that they are essentially bound by the terms and agreements of that structure that their spouse has signed in and under. And sometimes that will have a, how do we deal with a spouse that has decided to separate? I have seen those in the agreements. So one of the things that I would say also as overriding piece in this is make sure your LLC agreement your articles of incorporation, whatever agreement, limited partnership agreement, whatever agreement you're operating under is up to date. I know that you don't think it's ever going to happen to you, but when it does, you're going to wish that you had had that updated. (laughs) Too much ambiguity that just kind of goes undetected for years. Right. And so in terms of updating that, would that just be something that they could work out together would they would it, if it were two practice owners two co-owners is that something they should involve counsel with so that they you know have everything ironed out and it's updated in a, a legal proper fashion rather than just um 
making sure everything is documented and the verbiage is is proper and laid out clearly? Dave, absolutely. You know, you can have those initial conversations amongst one another and get to an agreement. But I absolutely, wholeheartedly, I don't know if I can say this enough, 100% am behind you going to legal counsel and going, we want this memorialized in the document as an amendment, or if necessary, let's redo the document to get it up to speed. I know it sounds like I'm a, you know, a salesperson for legal firms, but I can't tell you the number of times that the ambiguity in a legal document left the valuation professionals going, oy vey, what are we going to do? Because without that, that could be a roadblock to you performing your job, right, of the valuation. We can do the valuation. But what happens is that ambiguity gets inserted directly into it. A perfect example, we did evaluation for someone in going through a business dissolution. And we sat back and we said, okay, do we apply a discount for lack of marketability? Privately held companies seems like we should. Okay, do we apply a discount for lack of control? They have a minority position, less than 50%. They're not in a voting position. Seems as if we should. Other side took the exact opposite. And neither was wrong because it's not in the document. It's clearly not defined in the document. So you sit back and you go, well, you want to take the right path, but the ambiguity in it doesn't leave you enough, I guess, breadcrumbs along the trail to figure out what the right path is. So, yes, get the document updated. There is no monetary compensation for me and in, in, in whatsoever in doing so. I think that's a perfect place to pause. Guys, you can check out more about Jeffrey Brewster and Objective and their whole firm online at ObjectiveCP.com. Any other place, whether it's the website, they can write into the website, LinkedIn, any other place for the audience to reach out and contact you directly, Jeffrey? Uh, that'd be great. You can just email me at Jeffrey.Brewster at ObjectiveCP.com. And my cell phone as well. I'm always answering it. You can text me there as well, 469 469- Three nine four one four four eight. I am incredibly energized by these great questions and the situations that people bring to me all the time because I realize there are human beings behind it. So it's not just the numbers, it's people. Right. Amen to that. Absolutely. We'd definitely love to have you back in the next couple of months. We have plenty of other topics and questions to uh, to riff on, but we'll pause it for right now. That's it for now on the Dave Kittle Show. If you like this, if you find this valuable, Go ahead and like, comment. You can subscribe to get the updated new episodes as they're published. And again, if you find this valuable, if you're a practice owner, copy this link, the YouTube link, the Spotify, the iTunes link, send it, text it, email it, send it to one practice owner that you went to school with, you met at a conference, you know online, share it with one practice owner, because if you find it valuable, chances are they might find it valuable. And we're just here to help put out content that's free and hopefully valuable. So that's it for right now on the Dave Kittle Show. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Hey, it's Dave Kittle. Are you a healthcare business owner or physical therapy practice owner who is looking to figure out your succession plan or exit strategy? We might be able to help. And in fact, we may be interested in acquiring your practice. If you're interested, you can reach out to me. Shoot me an email at dave at conciergepainrelief.com. That's D-A-V-E at C-O-N-C-I-E-R-G-E, painrelief.com or You can call me at any time, 646-781-8884.